He kai kai aku ringa. There is food at my hands. Inga iwi o te motu no mai hara mai anō ki tēnei hōtaka a te ahikā. Ko Justin Murray aho. I'm Justin Murray and you're back with Te Ahikā, your weekly fix of Kaupapa Māori on Radio New Zealand National. Coming up, this year we've experienced rising food prices. Milk and cheese are especially over the top, making affording the necessities of life that much harder. So a garden with kai in abundance would be a godsend. Auntie's Garden is an initiative that encourages Māori to get back to the land and grow marakai in their own community, which is exactly what Hanui Lawrence does at Waipatsu Marae. When I had this uh, vision of it, it was the intention to grow all sorts of vegetables, not just our traditional stuff, um, and herbs, all sorts of herbs. So um, it's fashioned in a koru design, yeah, so we've got uh, little beds, raised beds of beans and uh, lettuces, all kinds, herbs of every kind, spinach, silver beet, uh, Brussels sprouts, brassicas. Manaya tours the Waipatsu Gardens. And from growing food to, well, cutting back on it in a big way, Māori journalist and Radio New Zealand presenter Eru Rerekura began a strict diet a year ago after a health scare and has almost reached his goal weight. That's been my motto since the beginning of this year, actually, is that, is that my health is my greatest wealth. Because without my health, I can't do jack. I can't do anything. And so um, on my birthday, I went in and did the weigh-in. It was 157.1. They asked me a few questions about what I, what I wanted to achieve in a year's time and how I would see myself. Uh, I want to uh, have confidence um, in the way I looked. And I also wanted on my birthday uh, to be able to wear a nice suit. Not... Uh, Buttons not wanting to pop. Uh, that's the image that I saw for myself. And now, 10 months later, I, I, can't, I, I still can't believe that I've lost more than 50 kgs. We'll hear from Edu later on in the show. Plus, hear how hard he regularly works out at the gym. A very different story from a year ago. And we wrap up with a review from Janice Ikiua, who is in the whare talking about Lady Sixes, The Liberation Of. That's what's coming up in this edition of Te Ahikā. Auntie's Garden. The name conjures up memories of fresh, wholesome kai grown in your own backyard. And that's exactly what it is. An initiative spreading the message to grow marakai to feed your community, your hapu, iwi and whānau. With food prices rising and supermarkets claiming ever larger percentages of the pay packet, the message is well-timed for a return to the skills of our parents and grandparents in Marakai. Auntie's gardens are sprouting up around Aotearoa. There's Kai Whenua Organics in Raglan and Ohiti River Lodge and a community-based scheme in Waipatsu where Hanui Lawrence shows Miraya a vegetarian's personal paradise. We are standing at the settlement of Waipatsu. Yes, Waipatsu. And that is, how far away is that from Hastings? Oh, it's just uh, three minutes down the road, no, not even a kilometre. So it's on Karamia Road and it's between Hastings and Clive? It's just north of Hastings on the main state highway. And yeah. this is your marae? This is our marae, this is Waipatu marae. And yes. Ngāti Huri? Ngāti Huri, Ngāti Hawea, Ngāti Henemoa. And you grew up around here? Oh, we grew up here, but uh, my father was the eldest son of the Tomona family, but we ourselves uh, lived in a place called Wairua, which is five minutes just down the road. So that's where we were brought up. And I'm talking with Hanui Lawrence. Hanui, has there always been a garden here at the Marae? There has always been a garden, but uh, when our uncles died, uh, nobody gardened. So, um, so is that your uncle? So that's that yes, generation? that's that generation, my father's youngest brother. They gardened it here for a while, and then um, when he passed on, it just went into uh, paddock. The, the, the youth of the marae, this is our sports club here, they used to play rugby on it and train oh. on it, and then, um, then so, it became a, a horse paddock and some sheep and some pigs and... So what's the size of it? It's pretty impressive. It's about a 0.8 of a hectare. Yeah. That would be about a rugby field, wouldn't it? Yes, 
Maybe a little bit yes. wider? A little bit wider. Mm. Impressive sign there, Auntie's Garden. Yes. Established spring 2010. That's correct. <laughs> but that's established as it is now. Yes. But we've been gardening it for the last five years, just in straight rows and and the traditional kai, our kumara, our kamokamo, sweet corn, uh-huh. stuff we all like. To I eat. like how around the outside those popo look like kotsiaki. Well, we're just starting on those. You're just starting on those to give it some authenticity. Yeah, because of course in Nara <laughs> and, or Mua, and of course we, we, have have them, we have them around the marae as well. Uh, the kaupapa is uh, Pathways to Heaven. It's uh, white limestone pathways and food for the soul. And when I had this uh, vision of it, it was the intention to grow all sorts of vegetables, not just our traditional stuff, um, and herbs, all sorts of herbs. So um, it's fashioned in a koru design. Oh, beautiful. Um, and uh, look from up high, looking down on it, it looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so we've got uh, little beds, raised beds of beans and uh, lettuces, all kinds, herbs of every kind, spinach, silver beet, uh, Brussels sprouts, brassicas. Oh, look, and one of the workers... These, one of the uh, whanau's kicking, just kicked yes. for four. Well, these uh, <laughs> community max, uh, you know, unemployed youth that uh, we provide the work for them and they're paid by wins. They do 30 hours a week. And they're my own ne- nephews and nieces. And, uh, well, they're getting there. They're getting there. It's uh, perseverance. But I do know that they are learning something as well as throwing the rugby ball around. Some mornings it's uh, playing snooker before they hit the, hit the paddock. <laughs> but not they don't just work in the garden, they do uh, painting and maintenance. And, yeah. I tell you what, the garden is impressive. It looks yes. very abundant, very bountiful. Yes. And those are giant sunflowers, I can see. Yes, um, we, uh, I just put that around. It's an enhancer. Uh, we actually, I said to one of our runner like giants, don't they, sunflowers? They do. I said, oh, you know, plant these around the edges. So he did, and, and, uh, but of course when, with maintenance we've all weeded around and, uh, you know, knocked out two or three, but some have survived. And when they were flowering, they were beautiful. Yes, very, very um, enhancing. So shall we go have a look inside? We certainly can. So for a garden this size, it is tended all throughout the year, isn't it? Because we um, have different crops for different well, times. we've just started, as I said, October uh, last year, and at overflow. I really don't want to do it in the winter. I want to spell. Um, but we will have some brassicas for the marae. Uh, and you know the greens and the herbs to maintain for the marae. We've got um, 10 kilos of garlic to plant on the 8th of May, 3rd of May. That's all ready to plant. And um, then I will put in some green crops like some broad beans and some mustard seed and some lavender and I might just put in a spot of... Uh, uh, daffodils, just to give it a bit of a look. <laughs> this is choice. This is like having yeah. your own supermarket. Yes. <laughs> well, that was part of the intention. Like, it's a domestic garden rather than a commercial one. And, uh, you know, our aunties come to the gate and go around and cut their own lettuce. It's for the whanau and the community, but we do have surplus and uh, have a little aunties garden sign out there and people come in. Go and cut your own lettuce, and everything is a dollar. Fantastic! Yeah. I'll be getting some before I leave. <laughs> yes, and a little bag of greens, or and the greens are yeah, you know, just break the leaves off, and they just keep coming. So, coming. is it creating quite a lot of buzz in the community? It certainly has. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, I didn't set out to uh, make it a creative buzz, but just, just the looking at it, it's it's just uh, blows everyone away. Someone's just entered the someone's just entered the garden now to um start picking. Yes, she knows what she wants. There she's from uh, an organic cafe in Hastings, Cornucopia. So when they want something, they come down and 
and they pay for it. A dollar a pop. Wow. What's going to go in where the melons were? Um, don't know. I want a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, some uh, broad beans. Going yep. to put some broad beans in and some uh, soil enhancers. Um, what do you call it? Mustard seed. Yeah, good. And um, the like. But I do want a little bit of daffodils. Oh, lovely. <laughs> and, uh, Great. Just to give it a bit of a interest yeah <laughs> all the marigolds we've got garlic. oh good got the marigolds it. around the edge are so beautiful yes mm. and this borage I, i've been walking yes. past it for like the last couple of weeks and then the other day i thought oh i've got to get some yeah. so we've been yeah. putting them on our plates at yeah, work yeah yeah it's lovely the flowers are beautiful oh they're lovely uh, good morning my name is amber i'm from an organic cafe called taste cornucopia and um we discovered aunties through our bread maker, actually. Her name's Marion Thompson. She's a beautiful woman who does a lot with organics and biodynamics. And um, so she brought us along here one day and uh, we discovered Hanoi's potatoes first and then we discovered the rest of the garden. And now... You make I'm, it like you were discovering a treasure oh, trove. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's just down the road. Um, we do it by Koha and we appreciate it so much. There's such an abundance of beautiful food. Oh, look, you can just see it, eh? Oh, it's fantastic. I regularly get chard and basil and tomatoes just for our our cafe, really, and I gather for home sometimes too because <laughs> I can't help it. Um, so, yeah, so this morning I've been gathering rainbow chard, which is like silver beet, really. But, yeah, that really colourful, oh, kind of rich red, orangey. Some of the most... looks like a river. Like, this purple is so oh, beautiful. beautiful. And there's, I just found another one that I hadn't noticed the other day, which is a... It's got, like, an orange stem with the... Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it makes it really easy to make really good food with amazing products like this. So, yeah, no, she's doing a wonderful job. Really love it, and I'm just going to collect some. Um, there's some borage flowers there that we used to decorate our plates, and I'll get some beans later on this week. Isn't it fantastic? It's beautiful. She's doing magic. Hope she continues. I hope it flourishes. Awesome. Thanks, Amber. Oh, you're welcome. So, if somebody wants to um, wants to come here and buy, how do they go about doing it, Hanui? We have a sign that I put out at the gate. Oh, and then do they leave the money in there? Oh, I'm here then. Oh, right. <laughs> and I'm still getting around to putting a little koha box oh, no. up. And, um, and, and that's all they need to do is put in a koha box. Okay. But when the sign's out, yes, they people come in. And I just love watching them, walking around. And Gosh, it's Choosing neat. this and choosing that. And a little um, Muslim lady came and she got the, this uh, spinach leaves and she was crouching down and delicately picking all these leaves. Yeah, it's just fascinates me. Hanoi, are you finding that you're re-educating younger generations about gardens? Definitely. I mean, I I was brought up, you know, I'm 65 this month, and uh, all the years that I can remember of in my life, we've planted stuff. Mm. And not necessarily here, but where I live. Our parents were gardeners. My mother worked in the garden. I worked beside her, knee-deep in mud, digging out kumras, trying to get them out at times, growing tomatoes and packing them up to uh, Wellington markets and places, New Plymouth, Palmerston North. And we did that as kids growing up and uh, loved it, every minute of it. Why do you think that kind of gardening knowledge became lost? Um, well, for me, I had a stint. You know, I got married and had four children. And um, do your children garden? They, my grandchildren, they come and um, in the school holidays, and they all work. Yeah, and I make them work. Mm-hmm. Uh, our best time is in the summer is six in the morning to about eight, and we all get out there and weed and harvest and plant. And, um, and they're wonderful. But, of course, when the kids grow up, you know, they have their own lives and their own uh, things to do. Um, but when I send out a call, we're digging coomeras such and such a day, I need you all here, my nieces, my sister's children, 
Uh, and sometimes we'll have about 25 over Saturday and we'll all be digging coomeras and then have a nice big feed at the end of the day. And we did that growing up with our own cousins. So um, it's neat that I'm able to maintain that. Mm. Are you making your own sprays? There's nothing sprayed. Oh, like... Apart from a little, natural stuff. little garlic spray yeah, that garlic we, spray, that's we what have I mean. for the um, Brussels sprouts. But otherwise, nothing is sprayed. Yeah. They attack the collies and the um, cabbages. But um, hey, it's plenty, plenty left for everybody else. So mm. uh, why do you think that this gener- generations have lost the... have lost... The knowledge of gardening or climata? Well, I have to say the beauty of this marae and all of us here is um, we all have jobs. Everybody's work. I mean, I choose not to work because I, I'm volunteering. Well, you are working. This is I money. am working, but, you know, it's, it's very rewarding. But in terms of money, well, you know, that's um, what, we, what little we make here goes back to the marae. We were funded with by the um, Hikoi Whenua Fund, uh, the DHB, for healthy eating, and um, and that was a great help. So, uh, you know, we're never going to be self-sufficient for at least four to five years. So it was that funding that allowed you to buy We bought all the, the plants in this year, but we hope with further funding we'll just have our own little... Um, uh, tunnel house and shade house we, we can propagate our own seeds which will be a big help um, instead, of, of, instead of buying them so that's the next phase yes. I have to say that um, I've had help from the um, corrections department where they seem, send teams of workers here uh, at least twice a week so they do the hard yards of turning over the soil, and and that's a big help to me. Yes. So, Hanui, what's this here? This is borage. What's it's borage? It's a herb. It's a herb. I I don't know much about borage except that they tell me they use these beautiful blue flowers, purple flowers in in salads, as an enhancer. I wonder what they taste like. Uh, they taste quite good. I have to say, I have. Mm. I mean, that just tastes like leaf. Mm. Mm. So you're not you're another local who's come to Auntie's garden at Waipatsi. Uh, I've just found the place. It's, it's by the Tamatia Rugby Club. Oh, it's great. <laughs> How'd you hear about it? I actually saw it in the paper oh, probably a month ago. Yeah. And I've just I finally found it. I've got over this side of town. <laughs> Good on you, and you've come to the, come to get some clay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. cool here, and it's it's reasonably priced, and um, why not? So what are you because looking I'm, at? I'm looking at um, oh, cabbage, collie. Oh yeah. To feed yourself or your family. Fine, for the fine. Car boy. We've been having cooking lessons with our uh, community max once a week. Oh, fantastic! And. Um, They've learnt things like pizzas from ground up. Yeah, from yeast. And then um, we have done things like uh, rhubarb, because we have rhubarb, rhubarb dishes. Oh, yum. Uh, they've made lasagna from scratch using tarragon and, uh, you know, with the mince fillings and stuff like that. I guess that. for many of them, eh, Hanoi, it was the first time they realised that you could make it from scratch. Well, it, it was. It didn't just come in a yeah. box. And uh, it was, and they were fantastic. But the pizzas they made, oh, yum! You know, cut up marrow <laughs> potatoes and cut up kumara and as their filling and sweet corn. Oh, beautiful! Cut off the cob. They were out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it really helps having the garden located near the marae. Yes. Well, near yes. the facilities yes. like bathroom, kitchen, dining room, because yes. you've just got those facilities there. That's right. Now, what does this say over here, Auntie Karen? Yes. <laughs> well, um, the auntie's garden concept, of course, is through the uh, Kahununu Asset Company, and um, they put feelers out for people to 
sort of join Auntie's Garden. And I thought, yes, I, I'd do that. And I really wanted to pilot it. Um, so hence the design and what we were planting. And uh, anyway, we had it all scoped out and set up, and the PD workers helped with that. Um, and I stood at the top there one day and I thought, how am I going to keep this clean? And, of course, in our committee meetings, I would say to everybody, look, you need to come out and help with the garden. So I thought of all the aunties connected to the marae, wrote their names down, mm-hmm. popped them in the garden. Oh, right. And then I rang them up and said, oh, Karen, your name is <laughs> your, in the garden. Your patch needs <laughs> Would you to. maintain that piece? Um, and sometimes it's back-to-back and a little piece. Um, once a week, that's all you need to do once a week so that caught on but uh, you know I know that me being here just about every day you hear our tui um, it's it's great and they just feel so chuffed to be part of the garden it's <laughs> neat the lettuces of course have been our best sellers they just <laughs> oh they just there's our bed over there as you can see that's the ones that are ready they're just about spent so I think I'll be these ones will be ready. Dropping a few dollars to you before I leave. That's great. Beetroot is just bees. out of this world. Uh, some beautiful um, peppers we've had. Or, and, um, because of course, you know, my marae, they used to have gardens yes. all the time. The kids would garden before they went to school, mm. and uh, but there were also orchards. Yes. So there was fruit everywhere. Yes. And. Uh, it does amaze me how I still have memory of that, yes, but it's yes. been lost. Yes, mm. yes. We haven't had fruit trees here, but I am going to um, see over here. We can see the corn that is finished. Well, we had a couple of rows of kamokomo down there, and there's kumaras over there. Um, but that'll probably all turn into pathways because I want to grow boysenberries and raspberries. Oh, and, yum. Um, and uh, gooseberries. And um, blackberries, blackberries, <laughs> yes, the bane so of one's life. And, uh, and of course, the, the trees and orchards are, are in, in our thoughts as well. Yeah, there are organic apples and organic trees and some citrus. So, um, my husband said to me, Oh, you'll have to make it big enough. It's big enough as it is, but um, it isn't really. It could always be bigger. It always can always be bigger. Gosh, you must have this on your mind all the time, Hanui. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, but it's very relaxing. See the self-seeding herbs. Awesome. It's it's beautiful. That they're just finding their own beautiful way. So we're looking at a pathway. Yes, sort of either the birds have shifted them or the wind has shifted them, and they're just in the pathway. Just in the pathway. Mm. Now where's the puha? Oh, there was a little <laughs> bit of puha. We've got some down the end there. Yeah. So we'll have to get on that and spread some some blossoms around so that they can take off. You know, it is really nice, the shape. Mm. Has there been anything that hasn't taken off? No, it all takes off. Mm. It all just takes off. This glorious Hawke's Bay sunshine helps. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have a garden where I live, as big as this, where I grow melons and um, kumaras mostly this year. Oh, what a fantastic mm. nanny you are. Yes, we have beautiful <laughs> melons. And I have to say that they're all heritage seeds, seeds that we've kept over the years. And they do cross, but uh, you can't buy those melons in the supermarkets, that, the ones that I grow. So tell me what the relationship is with Te Waka Kai Ora. Um, That's the um, Organic Māori yes, Growers Association. Yes, they are. They, they've come and we've had hui here. Uh, they sponsored a hui here about three weeks ago. Um, for us, it was uh, Romati, it's uh, autumn harvest, and uh, so they give us some guidelines. Romati, summer harvest. Yeah, Romati is autumn, is it? Summer. Summer, Romati. Romati, summer. Yeah, I think that was their theme, Romati. I um, can't remember what the other word was, but anyway, we had it here, <coughs> but it could be whatever you wanted. They had a few guidelines, and we just took it up. So we had past, present, and future. So we had a workshop on the history of our marae. You see our beautiful church over there? Yes. That's just been restored. Mm. So we had part of the history 
of our ancestors, how the, it was the first parliament that was here, first Māori parliament was held here, and all of that. And then we had an auntie's garden presentation, uh, what's happening now, and that was uh, all PowerPoint. And then we had a cooking competition, which my young fellas <laughs> and one girl did. And uh, I just gave them a mystery box of... Uh, it was only the meat, really. And then um, from the audience, a um, assistant was selected. Then they came out to the garden and got whatever condiments they needed to go awesome. with their... Um, and it was very successful. So what successful. did the winning girl make? Uh, the winning uh, guy, they made... Um, I think it was a lamb. But we had about 80 people here that day. That's quite a lot, and, isn't it? Uh, some other community max groups came, and they really got involved. I said, well, you support this lot, and you support that lot. And they really got into it yeah. and uh, came out. And we had rock melons out here. Next thing I see, a little rock melon all decorated out and some watermelon in the middle of it and just little condiments that helped with their presentation. And uh, I was very proud of these young people um, that they were able to having from the cooking lessons. So they had fish and whatever they made, we had for lunch, as well as what was Beautiful. prepared for lunch. You're and standing by capsicums. Yes, yes. And uh, you know the food is just so tasty, <laughs> so fresh mm. and beautiful. Yeah, so what's happened, hopefully... What's so Waika, Kaiwaka Ora sponsored that, and um, with our um, reports and photo, I think it was very successful. But our association with them is, um, you know, sharing their knowledge, taking on board their knowledge. But I'm not certified organic, and I don't want to be, because to me it's just another form of control. And, I, and you know, and I want to do what I want to do, and not have someone come twice a year to Assist. check to see if you're doing things correctly because uh, we grew up growing organically but that's a new Pākehā word never heard of it before we just grew things naturally without sprays and, um, and look, these are the results this is the evidence of yes. it it is absolutely abundant is that the right word? yes <laughs> it's just it's abundant it is so richly abundant. It's very encouraging. Yes. <laughs> it's, I just want to um, our people to pick up, you know, like the different other marais to, uh, you know, to get back how we used to be. And uh, Because to me, the way the world is going, um, that communal living is not a silly idea. Yeah, it, how we share things. And how we used to. I mean, when I look at your, as a visitor here, Hanui, mm -hmm. when I look at this pa, there's so much activity happening in it, you know, yes. like you've got, over here on our right hand yes. side, somebody has been cutting firewood, yes. which is now loading onto the back yes. of a truck, so that's using the old trees over here, right? Then you've got this garden. Yes. You've got tennis courts over there, the yes. church. Yes. The Urupa, a kohanareo, there's some babies running around. Yes. The Farekai. I mean, this is how a pa used to be. Yes, yes. All You've different come on the generations. Right day. <laughs> <laughs> different generations, lots yeah. of activity. You know, you're seeing in action the thing of our old people where it was teaching the next generation. You're actually seeing it. That's, that's right. You know, and um, and that's how it should be. Yeah. But for me, there's uh, move, movement forward. There's uh, the opportunity for us to run our own business from here. Uh, so is that the plan? Is that a future plan? That's my plan. That this could end up being a market garden and a source of income for the marae? A source of income for the marae. But not only that, I want to tap into the um, cruise ships that come to Napier because there is not enough Māori... Um, entity for them to go to and they want it um, we had two come this year so you're talking about authenticity Look, seeing something can, in action that's authentic the group that we had they were flicked to us from another marae because um, they couldn't take them at that time 
So we, we took them. We had one busload come. They walked around the garden. They tasted the green. It was just neat to see them. <laughs> they picked the peas and had a munch. And I said, you know, you can try anything. And it was just neat. But that was the end of the visit after having the welcome, the history, visit to the church, a cup of tea. And that's all it was, a cup of tea and a Māori bread and a... And a um, a sponge cake. What do you mean that's all there was? Well, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't our big, normal, big <laughs> feed. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then they came to the garden and, you know, just enjoyed it like you're enjoying it. Hopped on the bus. The other one was waiting out there. They went out the gate. The next lot come on. And, um, you know, two or three of those a week is, um, would be great. So I'm heading that way. But... The entertainment and the hospitality is the A and B of it. The garden is the enhancer. That's the cream on the cake as they depart. Yeah. You know, for business-wise, um, because we would, we would hangi feed them, but it would be just tasting. It wouldn't be a heavy meal, because you, you can get it. If you've been on a cruise, I have, all you can eat on the ship. So that's all, just enough to whet their appetite. But the hospitality thing, we have it here. We have the singers and the performers, and it's just wonderful. Now, I'm assuming that you're, you have some compost around here? We do. We've, that's in the corner. But the compost that we've been using is bought in, biograde, mm-hmm. uh, top-grade top, top grade stuff. It, it's expensive, but, you know, we've, when these were scoped, we layered it on top. You can see it there. Yeah, on the top, and uh, that's just enhanced everything. Yeah. Now these have been planted. All your plants are right on ground level. Yes. Is there? What are your views on raised bed gardening? I I love the raised beds. I love them. In fact, why would someone choose to go that way, Hanui? Um. It's just looks better. <laughs> Just, you know, it looks better. But my intent with further funding is to um, build them in. And there is a organa, organoponica, something like that, where they use uh, earth materials to shape. Uh, and, and that's what I'm looking at, because I would like them to be... It's neater, it's tidier, um, and it just enhances everything. And along the sides there, you've got your tables yes. for, for potting. And yes, for uh, potting, but we, we have got um, a shade house and a um, tunnel house to come. We have a shed that um, was funded to us by the corrections department. That was great for all our tools. And people have donated our tools, and I buy them secondhand. Um, yeah, it's all... Uh, it's all great. Tēnei te mihi ki a koe e Hanui Lawrence, a keen gardener from Waipatu Marae, showing Marae around Auntie's garden. Don't forget today's show, information and photos can be found at our webpage radionz.co.nz forward slash te ahika, that's T-E-A-H-I-K-A-A. Ko Justin Maria Ho and this is Te ahika on Radio New Zealand National. Erurere Kura has been on a bit of a mission for the last year, to get healthy and lose weight. A decision that he made on June 24th last year, the date of his birthday. When Eru was hospitalised with a serious diabetes-related illness, it made him think seriously about his future and whether he had one. He has since lost a phenomenal amount of weight. He's now nearly half the man he used to be. Kurua pehu te maunga, ko whanganui te awa, ko te ati haunui a pāpārangi te iwi, ko ngā te rua kā te hapū, ko te muruhu te wharipuni, ko eru reru kura tēnei, e mihi atu nei kia tātou katoa. Kia ora, now eru, you're a familiar voice on Radio New Zealand National, aren't you? Yes, apparently, <laughs> and it's not until I meet people and tell them where I work and they say, oh, you're that guy who reads us the Māori news every morning and plays us his songs on the after- and Sunday afternoon. So um, it's good to be a guest on Te Ahika. And um, I love your work, Justine, both yours and Mariah. 
Love your work too, Eru. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been here for, uh, here at Radio New Zealand National? Nearly coming up eight years now. Coming through as a, as a, a member from a Māori radio station under a, a uh, training scheme, a uh, combination of Te Whakaruruho, the Māori Radio Network and Radio New Zealand combining together. After some time, um, in 2003, uh, I was working in Auckland at the time and we were made redundant. And it was Ruya Mai, the, um, the National Māori uh, Radio News Network. And uh, Radio New Zealand must have felt a lot of aroha for me and said, look, uh, <laughs> we enjoyed you so much when you were training here, why not we give you an internship? Internship for a year, and uh, that turned into the radio, uh, the Waiatea News gig that I'm on, and also Waiata. So yeah, coming up uh, nearly eight years, and um, I've had a passion for radio since I was 16, 17. <laughs> It's uh, still a very passionate thing to me now, radio and te reo, so I'm glad to be here. So, Edu, I mean, I suppose with what we do is we're very much a public voice, we're very much a public figure, per se, but we are behind a mic. We operate in this room, which is for... Uh, walls and padded walls, padded walls, and people don't often see us. So, what I'm leading to is, what did Irudere Kura look like a year ago? I looked much bigger than what I was a year ago. I've just recently posted pics on my Facebook page, which shows a dramatic change. Uh, Ten months ago, I was 157.1 kgs, and so with that, um, obviously, I had a really large belly. And uh, and my face looked really bloated, uh, and I was a very, I was actually underneath it all, even behind that that smile I had on on my picture, I was actually quite a, a very very sad person. I was very depressed, and that really that really st- stifled me sometimes, and all, and also held me back from a few things, particularly social events. I mean, coming to work was okay, and mm. as you mentioned, we're here at at Radio New Zealand National, and we're in a studio, nobody can see us. So I enjoy the the anonymity of radio because... As people, do I, yeah, sometimes. Pe- people can't see you. And people used to ask me, you know, do you have any ambitions of maybe going and doing some television work one day? And I said, well, yes, uh, uh, I do have those desires, but not at the moment, not the way that I look at the moment, because I know how judgmental people are. And one of the things, the big no- uh, differences I've found since losing over more than 50 kgs in weight is the respect that people give you now. And it's really sad because it shows really how how shallow we are in society. I'm not talking about all members of the public, but I found that when I was bigger, people uh, treated me different. They, they they didn't want to spend much time talking to me. Um, What's an example, Edu? Go, 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 going shopping and, uh, you know, you get ignored. Uh, people leave you behind. Or if you go and order a meal, like, uh, for example, I'll, I'll go and order a sub, um, they'll say, uh, are you sure you're not wanting two subs? No, no, it's just the one sub, thank you. And so this stigmatisation. But now, 10 months later, it's totally different. Uh, I find that people want to re- want to interact with me. Uh, and, and that's a good thing. But I think, I think well, 10, 10 months ago, I don't think you would have given me the time of day. So that that's one sad aspect. Uh, so, so it's both was both it's it's been both a physical and a mental change, I guess. Uh, so now, when I look at myself in the mirror, I see I see this different person that I that, that uh, sometimes even I find today hard <laughs> to relate to, because I still think of myself as a big person, and it, that's really hard to get that out of your head because you become ingrained with it, and it's only because I've been fighting with obesity and with weight for most of my life. I can remember um, when I was five, um, I was already a bit bigger than I, I, I should have been and um, already stretching my clothes. There was a period through secondary school which, where I had to bike about 17 k's every day from the suburb I lived in, in Wanganui to one other side of town. 17 k's? And, and, and I lost a lot of weight in third and fourth and fifth form. But as soon as I left school and started uh, socialising, you know, being at university and, you know, going out and drinking... Um, it's part of the culture, started putting on weight. Of course, didn't have that physical um, daily exercise regime of biking to school every day and doing PE classes. So, you know, since the age of 18, that was probably the last time I was at a healthy weight, probably below 
100 kgs. How old are you now, Edu? I'm going to be turning 36 this year. So, yeah, at the age of uh, 18 or 19, probably the last time I was looking nice and slim and fit. And through and through my 20s, I guess that's when my, my health started to go uh, right down. At the age of 25, I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And although it was, it's, uh, it's in my family genes on my, on my father's side, my grandmother passed away due to diabetic complications. Um, I guess through my unhealthy lifestyle, th- through my late teens and early 20s, um, that's what uh, brought on the, the type 2 diabetes, because type 2 diabetes is all about lifestyle, as opposed to type 1, where you're, you're born with it and your, uh, your pancreas can't... Um, work mm. with your body systems to, to, to make that, to turn that sugar into energy. And so I got this big pep talk when I was 25. I was in, was living in Taranaki at the time. It was a breakfast announce on the local Māori radio station there. And uh, I guess my weight was similar to how it was 10 months ago, around about 157, 160 mark. So I made a concerted effort um, um, in my, in that first year of being diagnosed of losing weight. I must have lost about 7 kgs. Then I fooled myself and I thought I was totally in control. And 10 years later down the track, um, after living a lie and lying to myself, thinking I was all under control, and uh, in my head I, I didn't think I was as big as, as I was, um, I went to the doctor, I said, look, um, I'm suffering from diabetic symptoms. Uh, frequent, frequently going to the toilet, yeah. wanting to go to the toilet, having a mimi yeah. every 30 minutes, being hungry but the food wasn't satisfying me, headaches, uh, being lethargic, uh, I was wheezy and chesty all the time, and my doctor took my blood sugar reading. Normally it's meant to be between 4 and 8. My blood sugar reading that day must have been about 28, which is really, really dangerous. She it's said, really dangerous. It was dangerous. It was very scary. She looked at me and she said, um, you need to go to the A&E right now. Right now? She says, yes, right, right now. So I... I took the form along from my doctor, presented myself to A&E, told them what, what I was going through and what my doctor had sent me here for, and uh, within 20 minutes I was, uh, was put into a bed and uh, laying in hospital for two weeks. It was pretty traumatic for me because, um, you know, I thought I had, I had it under control, but, but I hadn't, and this time it, it came back with a vengeance. Um, May the 13th. Uh, two, 2010 is when I went into hospital. Was, was in there for two weeks, um, and then a whole a whole month off work. And so I was sitting at home. I had been given given I had been given major pep talks and really serious talks from by your the family or from the doctor from, from the doctor. And they would say to me every day when they came in and checked me every morning while I was in there for two weeks, Mister Derekuda, you must lose weight. So I went through a period of feeling sorry for myself. And trying to console myself and telling my family and and um, and, and friends about what I've been through. Luckily, uh, fortunately for me, um, one of my good colleagues here at Radio New Zealand, Katrina Batten, actually, was so concerned about my weight, as were other staff members, and she encouraged me to go along to a weight loss program. And she, uh, of course, is hosting four to eight. She is, and so I went along to one of her consultations, and I saw how how friendly the environment was. And how these people at the weight loss program didn't look at you with the, with the stigma in their eyes that I that I had received from other members of the public, and so, after a week of contemplating, okay, well I've got nothing to lose. I've, uh, well, uh, well I have a lot to lose. <laughs> well, you have a lot to lose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a good thing. And that was a good thing. Do you feel that coming through the front of the hips when you come around the front? Good. So we spent a day sitting with those in a shortened position. So it's kind of nice to open out the front of those hips. So Eddie's just come off the exercise clean, doing a bit of stretching with a personal training session here at uh, Physique Studio. Both directions. Both directions, yep. Nice, keep breathing too, don't hold your breath, just breathe it around, bring it back. Just feel any tight tissue and work into it, that's it. So you kind of get to know your own body, yeah, what feels right. tight, what's, yeah. We'll do this it. is going to be all good in the long run, isn't it? 30 years' time? 
Yeah, so this is designed just to free up the joint, encourage movement. Um, there's not a lot of, say, in the, around the knee joint, there's not a lot of blood supply, so you're feeding nutrients and stuff into the area by moving it. Mm -hmm. So that's why um, people who don't move get kind of stiff, right. and lose their ability to move. So it's just a way to keep that freedom in your knee. So hopefully down the track, you'll still keep a good degree of movement. And so, um, and so I decided last year, on June the 24th, uh, which is my birthday, um, I was turning 35, that I thought to myself, well, the best present I, pr I could probably give to myself is my health. And uh, that's been my motto since the beginning of this year, is, actually, is, that, is that my health is my greatest wealth. Because without my health, I can't do jack. I can't do anything. And so um, on my birthday, I went in and did the weigh-in. It was 157.1. They asked me a few questions about what I, what I wanted to achieve in a year's time and how I would see myself in a year's time. And one of those things... Uh, a few things that I mentioned to the consultant was I, I wanted my self-esteem to be to be back up where it should be. Yep. Uh, I want to uh, have confidence um, in the way I looked. And I also wanted on my birthday uh, to be able to wear a nice suit that, that, that actually f uh, suit for the right size... Uh, the right size suit for me to wear. It's not straining it. Not straining. Not... Uh, the button's not wanting to pop. Because... Um, yeah, so uh, that's the image that I saw for myself. And now, 10 minutes later, I, I, can't, I, I still can't believe that I've lost more than 50 kgs because um, when, I went, when I first started the program, I, I didn't believe in myself that I could actually lose 20 kgs in 12 months. Yeah. Tell us about that time when you said it, when you got on the scale and you were 107 because you're 50 kilos less. Uh, I, I immediately jumped off the scale and gave my consultant a big hug and a, and a high five. And uh, and I was I was filled with joy, and um, she was really proud of me proud of me too. And she went out to the rest of the consultants after the after the uh, session and said, "Look, um, uh, Eddie has got some some great news to share with you all." And I, I told them about the loss I had that week. I think uh, must have been a two kg loss that week, and 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 they were clapping hands, and the and uh, the manager there decided to to take a photo of me, and so. Um, so, so I now have these photos up on on the wall at the centre that I go to, um, that that shows my my dramatic loss from when I first started to um, to back to October to re just recently. And there's another space left, and it says, "Watch this space." What has the final reaction been to you, Edu? Have you been back home? I have, and one of the first things that they say to me, without me having to say, it, is that, "Bro, you lost some weight." And um, I get a bit fucking up because I'm not the kind of person to really jump on the bandwagon about it. But yeah, I, I, I have to actually admit, like I can't lie. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so the proof is all there, and, and it feels really good. And people always ask me, you know, how do you feel now? I say, well, I've got energy to burn, and I feel really, really confident. How often do you go to the gym, you do? Uh, so I go. I'm going now three times or more a week. And um, in between those, I also do my own um, personal training at home. And because I live in such a lovely area, which is Upper Hutt, we've got the Akatarawa Valley um, at my doorstep, so I go for lots of bushwalks now. Um, and even my my brother and, sorry, my sister and my brother-in-law, who I uh, live with, they want me to join their netball team next year. So, oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, so I'm looking at doing lots, all sorts of things. So you're walking more, you're Definitely. exercising more, you're going to the gym... Was uh, you know, 10, month, 10 months ago when you were 50 kilos heavier, um, did you do any form of exercise? Not really. Um, probably just walking from my place to the bus stop, which is, was all of um, 10 minutes. So, yeah, I mean, you need to get at least 30 minutes of um, physical activity a day. Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't... Basically, I was consuming too many calories and not exercising enough, and that's what... Um, that's what fat is. It's it's stored energy, and I had lots of that. But it's good because I've had lots of it to burn off. So uh, that's, I'm still getting rid of it, and I want to lose another 20 kgs, uh, hopefully by July. And I'm sure you will. Watia newsreader and host of Waiata Edu Derekura. Edu's dramatic before and after photos can be found at our page radioNZ.co.nz/teahika. Yeah. 
Two weeks ago, the subject of our next story won the Tate New Zealand Music Award for her second album, The Liberation Of. The Tate Award is a memorial to the late music mogul Dylan Tate and is judged by industry experts and Dylan Tate's family. The award includes a $10,000 cash prize. So, what's the album all about? I sat down with our new reviewer to get the lowdown on The Liberation Of by Lady Six. My name is Janice Akiora and I grew up in Porirō P-Town um, and also of New Wayne descent, but I don't have my love for my Māoris. <laughs> So we've got the latest offering in front of us, Lady Six. Um, just tell us a bit about, about Lady Six, the artist, the singer. Okay, well, Lady Six, um, her name is Caroline Tamati. She was brought up in Christchurch. She is also first cousins to famous scribe, hip-hop artist scribe. Her sister is Sarah Tamati, um, who's uh, also known as Spex One who is a graphics um, graffiti artist, but also does um, boogaloo dance on the side. Um, I've seen her do that as well. And the father is um, Vic Tamati. Not sure if you guys know, but um, he was the one pushing the um, It's Not OK. It's Not OK campaign. Yeah, and um, he was the guy that was um, tattooed on his, uh, I think, his hand, the word love, because it meant getting a hiding. So, you know, the girl comes from quite an interesting family. um, And also being from Christchurch, you know, it's a different breed of people down there. And and that's not being disrespectful. Like, seriously, Cantabrians from what I know and people I know, really get up there, get out there. And she was also one of the founding members of Sheila Rock, which was probably one of the first hip-hop duos, female duos, in um, Aotearoa back in the early 90s. Um, The only other crew that I remember was Sisters Underground. Right, Um, of course. And then we had Tere Moana Ripley with... um, Oh, hello. Yeah, she was popular in the 80s. Yeah, but, you know, she was coming through. So... When Sheila Rock hit, and I think their first song was, if I gave gave you my mic. Yeah, I won't sing it. If I gave you the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but see, and she's come such a long way. So the girl is gifted. I am small and weak, fragile to the bone, splintered driftwood dry. The girl is very, very gifted, and we did mention in our intro that she's the first cousin of Scribe, although I think she is for sure moving away from his shadow. Yeah, right? oh, definitely, definitely. And I don't think any of the um, Tamatis have actually been underneath each other's shadows, really. Um, you know, they've all paved uh, uh, a way for themselves. They've all made a name. I mean, Lady Six is huge overseas. You know, I think, um, you know, um, over here in Aotearoa, we kind of get into our overseas artists and our New Zealand artists become kind of underrated. Mm. But honestly, she's got a huge following overseas as well. You ready? This album's called The Liberation Of, you know, and whether or not that's kind of the theme in terms of her breaking out in 2008, going through the motions, she did... um, she did a concert at the Powerhouse up in Auckland and I remember watching her interview and she just said, you know, it was really important that we did that. And they didn't know who was going to come, you know, they didn't know if people were going to be there. And right. it's like, far out, this is Lady Six. I mean, you've gone to Berlin, you've made your mark on the world and that's how you feel when you come back to NZ. You know, it's kind of a shame on NZ, but, <laughs> you know, like, come on, people. But the yeah. fact that it was packed out, you know, she was just awesome and she rocked that stage. Justine Murray here with Janice Ikiwa, who is uh, part of the review team on Tiahika. So let's go through Lady Six, The Liberation of Janice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so track number one is the first uh, song from the album called mm-hmm. Bang Bang. What do you think of it? <laughs> oh, it just reminds me of the islands. <laughs> you know, um, nah, I loved it. I love Bang Bang. And um, when I first heard it, I thought, man, damn. Just, just because it's kind of different from her um, 2008 album, you know, I just think it's a more, it's more gritty um, in terms of also sharing messages. Um, not so much. I don't know. I think the first album was awesome, but kind of laid back. But this album's just gritty, you know. So that song, Bang Bang, I love it. <laughs> 
Okay, so we'll move on to um, track four, which is called Jasmine Jasmine Di. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I suppose when you when you you talked about the album The Liberation of, I mean, for me, it's quite um, a common thread that weaves in and out of the album about this whole. This is me, I'm coming out of my shell. And Jasmine, I felt, was a bit of an alter ego song. What did you think about it? Yeah, I mean, just as I thought, probably an alter ego, but maybe the the girl that a lot of us want to connect with. I'm not sure if you've heard, I think, I mean, if anyone's heard this song in the start of Jasmine, you know, it kind of paints a picture of someone that's not confident, uh, you know, perhaps doesn't love herself a little bit, and then brings in this this person, Jasmine, I want to be like Jasmine, you know, who's really strong and, you know, kind of like the superwoman of our minds. And I think in terms of that, I mean, Lady Six is just saying, hey, you know, kind of, this is it. I mean, Jasmine is number one, but also for us as females, it's like, man, you know, aspire to Jasmine, people. (laughs) Pick yourselves up, sisters. (laughs) Come on. Which leads us to um, track five, um, which I really, really actually like because I think it's called 98 Till Now, and the title to me suggests that, well, back in 98 till now, this is what I've been doing, and it is, is actually a throw to her start in the industry. And um, it's very heavy on the hip-hop beats. It reminded me of her duet with her cousin Scribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so that. Yeah. A really good sound in terms of that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, once again, like, you know, I keep coming back to this word gritty, but in terms of that word, it's just like, you know, wake up, people, like, listen up. I'm here, I'm Lady Six. This is the liberation. Oh, this is about me. But, you know, I'm going to crack this industry. I'm going to, you know, I've already cracked this, but I'm going to crack it some more. That's right. Do you feel as though um, we get, with Bang Bang, with Jasmine, 98 till now, and then we've got uh, Like Water, which we'll come to later, you can tell that Lady Six has adopted, or she can, um, there's quite an eclectic sound going on, or do you think there's a very um, cohesive sound to the album? Because I thought, wow, you've got hard hip-hop then, you've got clap, clap, clap for bang, bang, then you've got a little bit of, like, synthesizers. What do you think about this, the sound of the album? Yeah, in terms of the sound, like, I thought definitely something that would take me away in terms of um, thinking about the music that's happening in Berlin. Berlin's got quite a quite an awesome music scene as well, and I'm, I'm not sure people into international music, but it should be, <laughs> as well as supporting our local artists. But, yeah, when I heard it, I just kept thinking, oh, you know, it's got this vibe about it, you know. It's got, like, a Trinity Roots vibe about it, or, you know, it's got, like, a Black Seeds vibe about it. But then, yeah. you know, later on in the album, it was like, oh, no, it really is Lady Six. Like, this is her doing her thing. You know. Okay, let's hit like water, which is trick number five. One morning I woke up, kicked over and kissed your shoulder. Um, and I don't know if it's that kind of take you away song, but just like the lyrics itself, you know, like water, um, and just being able to relate to it in terms of the music. If you had to, um, if there's anything that you could improve about the album, what would it be? Seriously, I wouldn't change anything. The only thing I would change would be like, girl, give, give, me, give me like 18 tracks next time. <laughs> right, too short. Yeah, yeah, too <laughs> short in terms of 10 tracks and it's all over. And I, I heard this album of one of my mates um, and she was like, man, I don't really listen to Lady Six, but this album's awesome. You know, and then one of my cousins from Brisbane, she Facebooked me because I said I was reviewing it. And she was like, oh, damn it, we're going to have to wait like another two years for it to come. But I love Lady Six. So, yeah. you know, she's got a strong following all around the world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the, the one thing that I'll say that, you know, sometimes with um, being in such a top 40 kind of what's on the charts type of culture, if we see a Lady Six song on there, we can think, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to that. I'm going to pump that in the car. But please buy the album, eh? Because most, oh, yeah. a lot of people buy the singles yeah, and don't even, my people. don't even bother to <laughs> check out the whole entire album. And oh. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and my cousin emailed Facebook me. She's like, Kaz, give me some names of the songs so I can, like, download them off iTunes and stuff. I'm like, oh, just buy the album. <laughs> I don't know I mean, you know, you've got to keep our artists um, yep. happy and pumping. Yeah. Who is this album for? I think it's for anybody, really. Um, you know, I, I just feel it's for anybody. I mean, brothers can just pull this up and listen to it and think, oh, yeah, you know, when I say no. 
feels like black seeds, feels like Trinity Roots, but it's not. I mean, it's Lady Six. And, you know, Wahine Toa, I mean, she's talking to all the females out there, but it's for everybody. So, yeah, all good. Kia ora, Janice Ikiua in the Fare, reviewing the latest album from Lady Six, The Liberation Of. Haneira, a Regan Murray, Miti Fakatoki, Motine Wiki. He kai ke aku ringa. There is food at the end of my hands. So with this fakatoki, it sort of means that um, people with the ability to use their hands can also grow their food, their kai. Going back to Papa Tuanaku and putting your ringa ringa and, and, and making something grow and having the success that comes from that growing their vegetables and providing it to your iwi or your hapu or your whanau Ko Regan Murray toku ingawa Ko ngai te rangi me ngā te rangi nui oku iwi Kia ora Kua tai anō ki te kapinga Atiahika. That's the show for another week Next week among other stories Today Reedy reviews the album On the Road Again from Catch Fire He mihi tēnei ki ngā kai kōrero mo tēnei wiki mi o rātou kaupapa Atui tērā ki ngā kaira wiki wiki mihini ka mau te wihi. Mai te whanau a te ahika, ki a tātou katoa, maudi ora.